Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The match ball. Hello, welcome to the match ball brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There's 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. 15% off for another week or so until the end of January for conveyancing instructions. Dan, Michael, and Moscow, um, the three degrees today. And football occasionally kicks you in the bollocks, doesn't it? And it's kicked us in the bollocks today. I feel quite philosophical about that one. Are you angry, upset? Where are you on the, uh, is it on the, the grief cycle? Which stage of grief are you at? Um, it's pissed off under there. I don't think it is. Anger is, it? is, yeah, I think so. Yeah, anger. It's anger than acceptance, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. We shouldn't. We shouldn't have lost that. Yeah, and we didn't really deserve it. As bad as we, I thought we were. Were we bad or were we just lack, lacking? Second, co- second half, we were bad. I think we. Lost, I thought we lost our shape a little bit compared to the first half. But the we game lost our minds. It got it got stretched, didn't it? And choice bad choices were made um, by many people. But it is frustrating, is that, isn't it? I mean, that's the the words that Bielsa is saying. Um, frustration. Uh, Robin Cocker said frustration it's like that, that board game isn't it frustration at least they've all got a word yes for it that's good that's progress yeah it is tough to take because we should have had him on toast in that first half shouldn't we really we should have been about three up at half time yeah I think not having a striker is prob- a problem probably cost us in the first half because Harrison was having loads of joy down the left he was, there was some quite good balls going in and just no one there yeah um, and then there was the Dan James which necessarily a bad finish but there was the one where Rafinha laid it back to him um, and it was saved wasn't it it just mm. felt like that was not Dan James was absolutely brilliant yeah. when we didn't have the ball like if we're going to go well, if we're going to go if uh, we're going to go hacking bottom that saving tackle he did some brilliant with the ball as well but yeah, yeah the saving tackle That's, I was going to say the saving tackle when mm. it looked all on that they were going to be clean through I was like bloody hell where did he come from it was that like that sound effect that sound effect but mm. it's like but he got into so many good positions where I mean how many times we'll get on to Dan James in a minute the thing I took from that game was and I thought this at half time yeah, we did lose our shape in the second half, but I noticed in that first half in particular, and I'm going to use wanky technical language now, like beat the press, but the number of times where we we passed it around at the back, they would come onto us and press us, and we'd play around them, we'd do the little triangle um, out wide. Time and timing, I thought we're going to have these lot on toast out wide today, um, and we'd end up with like two on one. For, and for all the you know forward threat that St. Maximan offered, he wasn't tracking back, I noticed as well. Mm. So we were often left two on one, in the wide situations, every time I thought, come on, it's just a matter of time, surely. And then we do a little interchange on the edge of the box, getting behind them to the byline. Somebody cut it back and then that's the end of it. But it wasn't the end of it because there was never anyone. That's there. what I mean, at the end of it, that's the end of the move, the end of the, the forward play. So it's, that's why it's frustrating to me is that we we were more than capable of getting in behind them time and time again. But it's just the old story of um, of lacking cutting edge, isn't it? Mm, it? I can't believe we've taken one point off them this season. No. Because they're shit. I mean, they're not a good side at they're all. They're really not. Though, and And... 
And this has not just been a bad loser. I mean, no, it's I've, not. They're I, not. I've but... had a text from a, a Geordie mate who's watched that who's been a, a bad winner. And don't get me wrong, <laughs> you, they'll be delighted with it. Yeah. Um, Good luck to them. The last points. Oh, whack, sorry. The last points, they'll win this season. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, like, so we don't want to sound like bad losers, do we? That's the point. I don't care. It's you know the I mean, last like, points to win this season. Um, They're going down. I am, like, philosophical about that. Like, some games I've been absolutely gutted, but you could kind of uh, see that unfolding as the half went on and it lost its shape, didn't you? It turned into a bit of a basketball match. And I was like, by the end, I was like, oh, just oh, eh, football. It's just one of those days when football punishes you, doesn't it? What is it about John Joe Shelby in front of the cop that we seem to insist on giving him goals when he it when goes he back to Blackpool five 0 Does that? Yeah, he got it? a hat trick yeah. in that one, didn't he? And mm. Rahubka, and we have to blame Melia for the goal, don't we? It was... I, I didn't. I mean, you saw on your little. T- have you got the little telly bell? Hang on, little telly. I haven't even said anything. Have you got your little telly? Do you have to wait for me to say it first. Have you got a little telly? I did have a little. Yes. There we go. Got it. Uh, yeah, he did a weird thing. There's like there's a litany a litany of errors. Um, leading up to the goal because it starts with Tyler Roberts losing the ball which I can tell you how that happened and everyone will interpret it as defending him apologies for the th- uh, the thwacks on the live stream as well by the way it's just because <laughs> yeah, the, the mic is, is just knocking itself off I don't off. really have a choice faulty, um, faulty cable we'll um, sort it out he was about to pass the ball through to Rafinha and I don't know if Rafinha thought he was going offside but he changed his run and then he couldn't play the ball and then he was twisting and turning trying to find a way of putting the ball through to Rafinha Two Newcastle players came in, took the ball off him, and then Llorente, uh made the foul on, I assume, St. Maximan, I can't remember. It wasn't, I don't think. One of the I think it was. Oh, was it? I can't remember. It was somebody. And then was playing Merry Hell with Tyler Roberts, which makes me think maybe it was more his fault than I um, thought it was. But then um, Llorente lined up a wall um, and stood behind it where he couldn't see. And that seemed like a bad move when right. and certainly in uh you meliade no you lined up the wall no you got the gloves went in goal <laughs> did you miss all this oh is that why Me- we conceded yeah melier uh yeah. lined up a wall and um with hindsight um and you can easily see there's lots of angles from because there's a camera uh right on the in front of the west stand that looks at the far post and from behind john joe shelby you can see melier cannot see and i don't know about your goal. Do you want to do some goalkeeping coaching? Put the wall there and then stand there so that you can what, see defend, where the you ball mean is defend, coming. Defend your near post more than well, you I thought. Far. Just defend the post. And then I think the idea is to give yourself, you stand where the wall isn't. And then if the ball goes there. But he did that. Well, it, I he mean, stood, his wall was to the right. And I, I was actually worried because I'm, I'm in the cops one behind it. What I was, I was doing the old Brian Moore with, the, with Brian Koeman. He's going to flip one. He's going to mm. flip one because I thought he's just going to knock this over the wall. And there was a huge gap. Then he actually put it to the side Melier was at, but it yeah. looked like he just completely let it through his hands. But the wall was also, I mean, we we can't see it from unless somebody strapped a GoPro to Melier and uh, we see. Well, I'm, I'm kind of, I eyes. am kind of behind him, so I thought, I thought the, I thought the, the wall was badly set up, but then he was perfectly positioned for that where the shot ended up, but he just made a mess of it. And I think he would have, but I think that it looks on the replays like he didn't see it until very late. Did it bounce in front of him, Moscow? Yes. Yeah. So that, and that's, that is one of those killer mm. things for keepers. It's, it's a little bit reminiscent of in terms of the opposite end of the pitch. But you know when um, we scored against Leicester when Rafinha put that free kick, free kick in past Schmeichel and it just went all the way in. It's one of those, isn't it? When you go towards the far post, if you can make it dip and bounce just in front of the keeper, it's unfortunately going to unsight him sometimes. And he should have done a lot better. There's no two ways about it. He's at fault for that, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, and, and he's, you he's, have, got, he's got plenty of credit in the yeah, bank, Yeah, he has. He? And you can, wanna, what I was going to say was just, he was at fault for it. You can't make a perfect wall either. When, when you're in that sort of dangerous position, um, 
you can't ever cover all parts of the goal because otherwise you'll have no one left to defend the ball. You know, you can have to put an eight-man wall in and suddenly you find yourself a little bit exposed. But... And he made a bunch of wonderful saves, as he always does. So. Yeah. But then afterwards, and you um, you uh, were saying we lost our shape. It didn't... I think it was more minds. I think we just... Afterwards, we played so many stupid balls in attack. There was ones... The ailing, pinging a ball at Tyler Roberts' head when he's like 30 yards out, and I don't know what he thought was going to happen next, but we just gave the ball back to them, and then uh, Rodrigo, with the he got the ball on the wing after we'd done a really good move, kind of uh, pressing them all the way in and um, getting the ball down the left cross field pass to Rodrigo. You think, oh, we've turned them around, it's going to be brilliant. Ballooned it in the south stand. Um, Harrison was just kept messing up when he'd been really good up until the last 10 minutes and I think that goal just knocked us off and um, you were looking for players to kind of go just calm this down we're we're better than them let's assert it now mm. um, in the few minutes that Newcastle are going to allow us to play but um, the, it just all just went it wasn't just shape it was I think everybody composure minds yeah composure uh, Man- uh, Manquilo was uh, was fouled says Aaron thank you in the comments on YouTube um, so that that clears it up give it a whack no whack there we go it's working yeah sorry sorry about that um, I was going to ask about Rodrigo actually and his performance because he he's something he's like a, a bit of a of an enigma to me like you see loads of really good stuff when he's dropping into those spaces between the attacking line and midfield and you think, oh, we're really well done, and it links up really nicely. But then there's other times when he just looks almost pedestrian and gets caught in possession of the ball. And I don't know, I can't, I can't quite figure out um, what I think of his performance today. At times brilliant, at times infuriating. It's kind of like all of his time. I'm not sure. I think he's good, but I'm not. I'm still not entirely sure he fits for us. And he, I've rarely seen him kind of dominate a game, which for your record signing, you just expect a bit more from him, I think. And I know he's he's never fit either, is it? That's the other thing. Mm. He never has a he's never fifteen games into a run where you can say, Well, now he needs to be performing. He's always seems to be coming back or and he seems to lack physicality as well. That's another thing. Mm. Like he gets knocked off it very easily. Doesn't doesn't always seem like he's prepared to compete. Maybe it's just not in his locker to do that, but you can't afford to not have that in your locker if you're a midfielder in the Premier League. I'll be and honest, I assumed he was coming off today when I saw Tyler Roberts yeah. warming up and then it was James and I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. As I think um, pretty much the entire stadium did at that point. I don't think anyone, Moscow side maybe, I don't think anyone wanted to see Roberts in that moment, did they? Which no, is, everyone which is, was which ex- is probably, expecting Gellhart. Which is probably harsh on Roberts and it says, it says as much about how much people want to see Gellhart as anything else. But it that felt I feel like that it killed it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, everyone was everyone was really looking forward to Gellhart coming on. Then it was like, oh right, okay, we're doing I, this. I mean, we, we? And we don't need to get into the Roberts debate again. You know, I think it, it's fairly clear that we'd accept that, you know, maybe he lacks the quality that we want, but equally he's here, we've got to deal with that. Um, but you could tell like he wasn't quite up to the speed of the game because nobody coming into a game is. You know, he wasn't he wasn't gonna come on and change it, was he? He didn't ever feel he was just coming in to carry on trying to do whatever it was that we were trying to do in that second half, which I, again, I wasn't quite sure what that was at times. But mm. we, we just ran out of ideas, it felt like. And the more the more they slowed the game down, the less chance we had, had of getting into it. I thought the ref was very weak not booking the keeper because he was absolutely ages every time the, the ball got near him. Well, was... well, we got that, didn't we? And that by that is his arm in the air demonstrating yeah, that he owned a watch. I thought that, but I thought, well, why not book him then? If you're basically saying you're taking that long that I'm having to stop this game, then... Obviously, that 
is because they're wasting time. So you book them as well, which yeah. was, that was annoying. And I think the only one who got booked for time wasting was the one who was being subbed off. So mm. that did, I mean, he'll get some disciplinary points, but <laughs> so what? What does it matter? Um, I mean, we should say something about it because um, Bielsa has commented on the time wasting um, and in the press he's saying what you signalled, as in Newcastle's time wasting, it was evident. Those in charge have sufficient tools to prevent it. In other words, it's down to the ref to sort this sort of stuff out, mm. which is absolutely fair enough. And do you know what? I mean, the time wasting and the cheating is part of football, isn't it? And it happens and sometimes you're going to get stung by it and today's just one of those days. That's why I kind of feel a little bit philosophical about it because they tried to slow it down. They were, I mean, they were dead on their feet, weren't they? For that last the last quarter of that game, after they'd gone in front and we started going a bit, me- well, mental um, and the game completely lost its shape, they were dead on their feet. Um, who, who, who was number 21? Uh, is it? Uh, I can't bloody remember. Bang the top, Moscow. I'm there just looking go. at the... Um, Ryan Fraser. Just looking at the, the, I actually made notes of minutes they went down. They had players down on 12, 25, 40, 60, 83 and 87. They had people on receiving treatment or mm. getting cramped stretchers um, or whatever. I want a big, uh, big ups to Leo Helder for getting stuck in the fourth official towards the end <laughs> yeah, as well. Was, you could see him. Yeah, that was... Um, what, what were we trying to bring McKinstry on for at the end? That was bizarre. Is that, like it, is that who was lined I th- up? I think it was. Yes, it was McKinstry. I don't That's know. It's a weird what? like fever dream at the end. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> we've, we've brought him on in know, those circumstances before. It would just be the same. He's an attacker. There was like a minute left. And yeah, we're trying he could to, do something. And then we were going to bring him. It was, I think, and then it, we changed uh, our mind. It was isn't really it weird. one minute, 50 seconds or something, Bielsa says you can score a goal. <laughs> and he thought, who's the man to do it? McKinstry. Well, I mean... That's the, the it other just side of it. It's very really bizarre. Well, the bench, I mean, it could have been Helder, McCarran, Chris Moore, no one Kenner, um, Bate, Roberts, and Gelhart were already on. Let's mm. stick Clarkson up front, mm. see what, what could happen. I think when you were talking about um Rodrigo before never getting a, a run of games, I wonder, and I will probably not be bothered counting up, how many games he's actually played with Bamford, where they've actually mm. we've had that thing of Bamford at nine and uh, Rodrigo behind him, because that's another thing that kind of has never got into its groove. And um, yeah, it would have been interesting to see. It was. It's funny with them having Chris Wood up front, they didn't seem to have a clue what to do with him. Um, and then we didn't have a striker and we had, we were playing lots of beautiful balls. Any kind of finisher would have um, relished. I don't know if, uh, if we could have persuaded big plank face back to um, our side for 90 minutes, but I guess he'll be happy with three points from relegation. That'll cheer him up. I've got to say both Trippier and Wood don't look like great value for money based on that, does it? Trippier was absolutely knackered by the end yeah. and didn't look great from the start. And I, I was looking up before, the one who Rafinha kept... Um, Dummett, wasn't it? Who? How has Dummett got to the age of 30 years old? And I know I don't have the knowledge of football that I had as an 11-year-old when I was collecting pro set cards. Five games for... Who is he? <laughs> I've lit, I've never heard of this clown, and just, then there he is. You know, I was going to say about Fraser earlier on. It was Fraser was twenty one, wasn't it? Um, and he was there was a point when he was trying to chase back when his his, his hamstring had gone. You know, and, he, and then he went down not long after, like with cramp. And I think it genuinely was cramp. But the ref did tell him to get up after a little push of his heel and all the rest of it. Um, but he was like he was limping, trying to get back, chasing after Jack Harrison at one point. They were dead on their feet, and I think that's what I find frustrating about today. Well, they just had to stay back after they got the lead, wasn't it? I mean, and that's the other aspect. Even in the first half, they were playing very high line, but it's 4-5-1 and it's very congested. There was not a lot of room between the defensive midfield and then Chris Wood is just up front um, doing whatever he does. And um, trying to get through that is often difficult for us. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, I was just thinking about like the centre forward situation. Like Bielsa saying that he doesn't think that um, Bamford's going to be back, even the other side of the the two week break we've got now, because uh, it's going to take him a the while to, to get back up to speed. A, there's a lot of time. Well, no, I think you're thinking of Newcastle because they're going to Saudi Arabia, and not all of them might make it back. So we'll have to see, won't we? But in, is he saying between um, the end of the international break and the the collapse of the solar system, we will never see Bamford again? No, just saying he's not ready. He's not going to be ready. Okay. Um, when he comes, uh, sorry, off the back of the off the back of the break to come straight back in. Can Brendan Aronson play up front? Uh, well, no, but I mean, this is the thing. I mean, it's just sod's law, isn't it? That when <laughs> Angus Kinnear is defending the the transfer policy today in the in the program notes, that there's never been a better example that kind of flies in the face of what he's saying. In that his his basic thrust is, you know, we're not just going to sign people for the sake of it. Um, we're not going to prevent pathways to the first team for the young players. But then every man and his dog thought Joffy was going to come on and go up front and he didn't until later on and he stood there for ages bless him and putting his bib on and his bib off because he had to cover up his shirt didn't happen he put Tyler Roberts on which is absolutely the coach's the manager's prerogative and I'm you know I always caveat this by saying who am I to question Marcelo Bielsa he's not really using the young players very much is he and I know we were talking that up about the way he's keeping Gilhart on a leash but today it needed somebody to change it didn't it up front we need somebody with a, a centre forwards instinct Mm, I, I feel like a striker would have won us that game if, if we'd have one on from the start. Mm. Just just the balls that go across the box. Dan James doesn't he doesn't position himself right for it, and he's mm. really useful. I, I can abs- I can absolutely see why he's in the team and why we wanted to buy him. But he's just not a striker. Like he's he's good at so much, but he doesn't know where to go. Final ball? Would you say he's good at that? <laughs> Working on that? Well, I can sort of live with that though. But it's when it's when you can. There's just no one in the middle of the box when there's or making a little run like Gelhart has the. He has the instincts of a striker, like he knows to make a little move to the near post or whatever, or to just pull off a defender. And it just doesn't feel like that's the case with James. And I'm not. I mean, he will score some goals if he's there because mm. he has to eventually. But yeah. it, I just don't think it works. He doesn't just, have the right just, instincts. Just, does just he? play Gelhart. Yeah. The weird thing, but the weird thing was we attacked so much better before either Roberts or Gelhart came on. When James was on the pitch, we looked brilliant going forward, and you're just waiting for um, the final ball. wasn't. Almost when they were precise, it was the worst 
thing that happened. I think it was Dan James who played this beautiful ball to absolutely nobody. And part of you is thinking, yeah, we need a striker to get in on the back post and pop that into the net. But then the other half is thinking, well, why has Dan James done that when he knows he's the centre forward? Like, don't <laughs> the the player is not there because you are the player and they're all lining up on the edge of the box. But then the other thing, when we were less precise, I was not betting against Newcastle scoring an own goal at some point because we just kept pinging the ball into the six-yard box. And if you didn't catch our player, you're wondering if it's going to go in off of one of their toes or something. So all that stuff was right. Um, and then either Dan James doesn't score, but then he went off and it stopped happening. So it's weird, isn't it? And we did score three against West Ham, who were loads better. I mean, that's the thing that balances this, is that, you know, we we won there, so we can, I guess we can almost afford to take this one on the chin a little bit. Like, if, we, if we'd lost down there and we'd lost this one today, you'd be a bit more twitchy. But. And it's a little bit Leeds since Bielsa came in. Today, remind, as we've seen that kind of game from the beginning of Bielsa's um, time here in the Championship, when we're up against garbage defensive, time-wasting teams and we can't break them down. Even when we had, whether it was Kemar Roof, whether it's Bamford's up, up front, um, without Rafinha in the Championship, it was always difficult. And then we play somebody like West Ham, who is at the top of the division, and you think they're going to be really difficult. And we've taken four points off them this season. That, um, I haven't checked Newcastle's results. We haven't taken four points off West Ham. He imagined that we drew earlier in the season, didn't we? Oh, why, do I, why am I convinced <laughs> that we drew with West Ham? All right, three points, which is better than nothing. Um, Watford aren't going to take any points off them, for example. So... It's a weird it's a weird characteristic of our team that we've seen for several years that is always frustrating when it raises its uh, raises its head is we come up against time wasting scum. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of a, you didn't know what word to go for then. No, but that's how I felt watching them uh pretending they couldn't find the ball in the third minute. And on um losing heads, Yorente, um after after having that massive go at Tyler Roberts and then also if I wrote down in the first half before any of that, he caused a lot of trouble for us by giving the ball away stupidly. And then we had about two minutes of um, defending that we had to do when we were going quite well. And I made enough like Urente's like really enjoyable madness. But then when we were chasing the game, he was in Newcastle's um, dugout trying to find the ball when they got another ball taking the throw in. The game was going on while he's fighting <laughs> Newcastle's bench. Um, I didn't see any of that. It was out, and then our um, technical staff are running over to try and separate him and say, the pitch, on the pitch. And um, I think, I don't know whether he was angry about the way we'd conceded the goal and the way Roberts lost the ball and all that just made me lose his head. But certainly in the last 10 minutes, um, he seemed to just go fairly crazy when you needed a bit of calmness. And then, yeah, the thing about him yelling, I did think it's a bit rich when you were as guilty in the first half. We just got away with it. So, yeah. I, I, funny old Diego, I, I love him. I'd had a similar opinion about Urente in that the first half I was kind of chuckling at his slight, because he was kind of just teetering on it, wasn't he? Like mm. he, he kind of has, a, he seems like he, I can't quite explain what it is, almost like he just sort of goes away into his own little world for, for a few seconds and, and he'll carry the ball for half a second too long before pinging it really aggressively at Rodrigo's <laughs> face or whatever. Stuff like that. Or then, and he loves... Uh, or he'll, loves he'll an, spin like Dally on the ball just for just half a second too long. He loves an aerial challenge with Ailing as well. Like, Ailing can never just go for a header without thinking, mine! And it's um, it's fun. I love him. But um, yeah, he had a funny old um, end to the game. Mm. Yeah, he, he always had it in him. But again, he's that, that's why he is who he is, isn't he? He's just got that... It's, the, it's a game of percentages, isn't it? It's a game of mm. marginal gains and why we got him for 17 million quid is that he's just got that little madness in him. 
We you know. were pretty close. I don't know how it looked. Um, I don't know actually why they didn't get a penalty for Cock on St. Maximum. Because when... Um, didn't, didn't that way when St. Maximum got booked, though? No. No, straight he'd afterwards. Al- he got... No, he'd already been booked for chasing after the ref and spending about 30 seconds um, miming, uppercutting him. Right. Get running after him. Like, it's like, ref, ref, ref. And like it was one of the best displays of dissent you'll ever see. It was great. He was um, moaning all day, wasn't he? Yeah, he's terrible. And he's really not very good. Like, uh, I, I think we... No, he is. He just, nah, <laughs> he dribbles at you and then he overruns it and you, he gives you the ball. Like, I, didn't know, I didn't know Stuart Dallas seemed to have figured it out. Are you saying he's Darren Huckabee? He's very Huckabee. Stuart Dallas, he'd, he'd gone past a few people and Stuart Dallas just stood completely still and took the ball yep. off him. That's like, how you beat him. If you, don't, if you don't look at his arms and legs, mm-hmm. you, just, you just kick the ball, which is generally in the middle of him. That's what you, yep. like mums and dads always used to say, wasn't it? When you were yeah. playing at school, watch the ball. Keep <laughs> your eyes on the ball. Don't look at the man, look at the ball. But the ball was long gone when um, Robin Cork kind of swipes his toes away and he goes on and I'm very curious the referee had no interest in it um, and it never went to well there was no obviously VAR sort of they are checking this kind oh, there's of thing. none of that was there no? no but I mean I'm quite surprised looking at the replay I'm sort of like, oh, the really? ball's gone and he's swiping his legs in the penalty area that feels penalty-ish was it a, was it a clear and obvious error well I guess I mean and yes, does, the, does, the day end, does the day end in why if the uh, has the referee looked left, then right, then up, then down, and done the dance. If the referee was staring, I mean, the referee did a whole get up, get up thing. So you would have to say, if the VAR thought it was a foul, then it was an error. But I can only assume they didn't think it was a foul. And I'm, it's all in the heat at the moment, so I don't know. But it's yeah, I don't know why it wasn't. Mm. But uh, you know, two nil would have been worse. okay. All right. Um, so we've heard on the substitutions which I think is probably one of the biggest question marks from a Leeds perspective about today is do you agree with them they were bad yeah Uh, Bielsa said Roberts came on first today because Roberts was lined up to replace James and James was on a booking given that James was on a caution Tyler was the first step to unbalance the game that's why I did it I mean he did unbalance the game he certainly did yeah Um, unbalanced himself then us it's Mm. weird though but one substitution shouldn't send the whole thing that balmy should it well probably not but it did Mm. Um, it did it um it sent Roberts Barmy and he gave the ball to Newcastle. That microphone is performing as well as Roberts. Yeah. So far. <laughs> it's come off the bench. It's adequate. Yeah. Apologies for the uh, the banging on the stream. Hopefully we'll be able to take it out for the uh, the audio version. Banging on the stream. Yeah. Banging on the stream. Uh, I don't really have a lot to say about that today. I just, I feel kind of, I'm just trying to be philosophical about it because it was shite. It was just one of those days, wasn't it? The good news is we won't be relegated. Newcastle might be. It was meant to be though. We win today, that would have put us 25 in points. 13th place. Mm. And that would have been fun, wouldn't it? We'd have been in 13th place, massive gap to the bottom three, everything would have been fine. I mean, as it is, it still doesn't look bad. Everton have got a game in hand, but they can only go level on points. We're a point behind Brentford, but two games in hand on them. Admittedly, uh, one is against Liverpool, which we're definitely not winning, but still, there's space for us. It, it feels like it doesn't feel like Newcastle are exactly breathing down our necks after it, does it? But no. It's still bloody annoying. Yeah, I think, but then maybe the philosophical part comes in of being long-term Leeds United fans and really if you're going to look for the what's how would today actually end um, based on past knowledge of course we we're going to lose mm. yeah it's, it is um, it's one of those things isn't it it is one of those things so, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm turning it off so you don't get the bangs on the stream so <laughs> but then we, until I speak into it I don't know if it's fixed um, it was the most obvious Leeds route was to, mm. to lose to Newcastle today and just, um, I suppose the polite phrase is keep things interesting. Yeah. It's the way this season's going, isn't it? Mm. It's never just, yeah, it's never just fine, one. is it? It's like Bamford being yeah. 
last week when um, Bielsa says uh, uh, Bamford has not uh, suffered another injury, we just didn't want to risk him. And then Thursday he was saying Bamford has suffered now another injury. Has. Now he has. And then today saying Bamford will never, ever be back. You see, when uh, Stuart Dallas went down towards the end of the first half, um, just under the, his own weight, wasn't it? And he landed on his arm. I thought, he'll probably have fractured his arm now. Yeah, I, know, I, know, I did notice... Um, Yeldo was out on the pitch warming up at half time. Yeah. He, was, he was being put through his paces. I was thinking, oh, Christ, Dallas, the, um, is, the, Dallas is injured now. The close ups of Dallas when he went down on the little television were of a man in severe pain, um, real pain, and then sort of going, I'm not going to go off. <laughs> no, it was a decision rather than, I don't think the pain subsided. I think he still hurt. I think he just went, I'm just going to get up and get on with it and ignore the fact that my arm is broken. That's it. I've just remembered who it, it was. It was um, Phil Hayes' interview with Adam Forshaw this week that was in The Athletic, on The Athletic rather, and uh, Forshaw was talking about players playing through with injuries and he said, to be honest, Stuart Dallas is doing it just about every week. And you're like, yeah. no, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll pop it back <laughs> in the socket. It's okay. <laughs> Off we go. But yeah, well, well, you know, what can you say? One of those days. Um, at least we've only got two weeks to stew on it now, hey? <laughs> <laughs> and a half if we don't get the, um, the Villa one might be rearranged for the FA Cup weekend, but it seems needlessly difficult because of Amazon. But then, um, yeah, it's a long old wait until we play Aston Villa. Anyway, we're playing them one way or the other. Plenty, home or away. Pl- we could have faced one of those old 1920 scenarios where we play them uh, home and then take away the, the day after. Yeah, I'm still up for it. Like, yeah. I mean, we, I'd be up for us playing a rematch with Newcastle tomorrow. Yeah, we'll beat them. Well, they'd be very tired is what they would they be. They would be very as tired. Clicky, as Clicky tweeted um, they look, um, after West Ham. But, um, ah, well, final thoughts on it then. It's all right, innit? We'll be okay. It's not really crap. No, hate, it's disappointing. It. But yeah, it was a bit Premier League-y today. It felt Premier League No, it didn't, because they were terrible. It felt... It no, I mean, felt... In, the, in the way that the Premier League can come and bite you on the arse sometimes, just by, if you're profligate, if you don't score, if you don't take your chances, they're going to get one, especially given the way we play. The quality of John Joe Shelby will make you pay in the, <laughs> at the top level of the world's game. It's just horrible. Like, in leaving the cop, some dickhead was, like, yelling, saying how shit we were and stuff, and you just think, well... I'm I'm annoyed too, but like, come on. Yeah, but you've got to remember the stadium and Twitter as as a kind of a microcosm of that. It's just a place where everybody pours out anxieties and frustrations, mm-hmm. particularly in the wake of a game like that. That we should have we should have put it to bed. But you know, sometimes you don't. That's football, isn't it? That's why we love it because sometimes we get on the other side of this when we're the away team. You know, shit happens, doesn't it? <sighs> come on, it's all we right. We were Michael. loads better than them. We are loads better than them. A goal in the first half, and we would have absolutely stormed away with that match. We've got so much more than team than they have, and um, but we just don't do it the easy way. And that's that. I don't think we were watching a terrible team no. losing mm-hmm. today. We were watching a team that um, fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thankfully, as Angus said in the uh, program notes, we don't need any more players. So uh, well, not, at, not at the same anybody. time, we know they they're trying to buy one, aren't they? So Are they? Well, I, I assume we didn't bid for... I assume the, the bid is real for Aronson. It seems to be. Um, so that's an attempt to buy a player, isn't it? It if is. If you bid for one. I don't know if... Like, they're just pretend, say, they're pretending Moscow. Yeah, if the bid got accepted and then he's about to sign the contract and well, we go... Oh, no, they'll go... We'll give joking. You, well, the follow-up to that is, well, oh, we'll, give you, we'll give you a, a fiver a week. Jean-Kevin Augustin runs, jumps out of a cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, let's wrap it up. One of those days, let's go away, think about it, come back. We've got propaganda to do on, uh, on Tuesday. Should we maybe... Just a little bit of jolly propaganda and just have some fun with the rest of there's it. There's actually, there's, I mean, even before the game um, on YouTube, there's there's videos from Newcastle channels of the journey down the M1. So there's plenty, the, the A1, the A1 even. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, unless you want the M1. And do I wanna, do, do, do people want to hear Newcastle fans? 
driving down a road? I mean, it sounds... The Likely Lads was a big hit uh, on the television and much of it took place in just two Geordies in cars <laughs> talking. So if it's good enough for that... And what's, what's the service station called in North Yorkshire? Leeming Bar, isn't it? That's an interesting service station because you've got to drive about five miles off the, uh, off the new A1 to, to yeah, get to it. Your old stomping ground, the A1. I it is. I spent every day for four or five years driving up and down that. Was it more enjoyable than today? Um, Yeah. Just about. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Come on. Let's go on. Let's forget all about it. Put a nice film on tonight. We'll have a cuddle. It's all right. What are you going to work? Not, not us. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. Um, Not match of the day. That is the answer. I hate these because it's when I realise how pathetic I am that I'm going to be in the right fucking mood all evening and I can't <laughs> pretend it's not because of football. Will, che- your, will che- your wife uh, not lift you out of this mood? <laughs> no, che- she'll be annoyed that I'm sulking. <laughs> Cheat yourself up with a copy of the new Squareball magazine. Yeah. And then you could even, I don't know if they're ready yet, but wear a t-shirt of the cover. El Gol para Leeds United. We needed one of those today, didn't we? Listen, we'll wrap it up there. We'll see you in a bit. The Match Ball. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 